Hello once again from sunny Smithville, Ohio. My name is Todd Martin, and I'm the primary preacher at a little country church called Smithville Mennonite. But God has also opened the door for me to preach to you right now, wherever you are. And I'm glad we can spend this time together in the Bible, especially today as we begin our Christmas series, Make Room for Jesus, with a message titled, Womb Room. My hope is that you will be able to make room for Jesus this Christmas and that we can look at people of the Bible who were there for the first Christmas who indeed made room for him. Now, let me pray before we begin. Oh Lord, help us to hear what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I wonder if anyone else thinks this past year has just flown by. It would also it would almost seem like time slowed down during the pandemic, and now we are making up for it. And when time flies, I get busy. Now I've told you many times, and I've even put it out on our sign out in front of the church building on 585, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. But you see, then Christmas comes. Now we always know December is coming, but then it comes and all that comes with it. Family gatherings, getting gifts, and everything else. There can be a rush of activity and we can get swept up in it and literally end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We can fail to make room for Jesus. This is where we must stop, open the word of God and remember why we do what we do. Remember folks, the why is often just as important as the what. Now the Bible points us back to people who made room for Jesus, and this gives us direction how we can make room for him too. This will be the enduring theme of our Christmas series, Make Room for Jesus. Now for today, your sermon in a sentence is this. The room Mary made for Jesus was shockingly intimate, but intensely necessary. Again, your sermon in a sentence, if you want to jot it down. The room Mary made for Jesus was shockingly intimate, but intensely necessary. Now let's open our Bibles to the very beginning of the Christmas story. In fact, nine months early. I'm in the book of Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And of course, as always, uh, if you don't have a Bible that you can open up right now, it's okay. Uh, I really wish you would have one, and I hope you will stick around until the end of the message to hear how I can get you one. But if you don't have one, it's okay. Just sit back. I'll be reading the entire text for you. Starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, 
a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Well, what I hope you catch from verses 26 through 29 is simply this. Mary's time was troubling. Mary's time was troubling. And then I'm just going to ask you, what disturbing interruptions have you had already this Christmas season? What disturbing interruptions have you had already this season? Now, what we know from the text is Mary was getting married. This was likely a wonderful time of anticipation and extra stuff to do. Plans needed to be made. Remember, Jewish weddings often lasted five to seven days. We can relate to this idea that Mary's life was probably full. She had her to-do list and wasn't looking for any more. This is how most brides are. They're making room for a wedding. So how much more room is there? Then the angel shows up. God sends a message. Troubling times come upon us. Have you ever been there? You're trying to be faithful, to do what needs to be done, to meet the personal obligations that you have, and then there comes an interruption. And what if it's obviously God who's interrupting? Now, I've never had the angel Gabriel show up, but I have had other messengers pop up. I remember our first son, uh, when we found out uh, we were pregnant and we did the timing, the doctors said, oh, well, uh, he might be a Christmas baby. Uh, now, he didn't show up till about the middle of January. It's the only time in his life that he's been late for anything. But that kind of popped up at Christmas time. When we adopted uh, our other son, Caden, he showed up about a week before Christmas. And I remember when the social workers said, yep, he's coming. Well, we had to make room for these boys. Here's the point. The timing wasn't good and Mary reacted to it. She was greatly troubled. I wonder what she did. Did she scream? Did she fall over? Did she just stand there frozen? We don't know exactly what the physical response was, but it was obvious. Let's just lay it out there. You are allowed to be greatly troubled, especially at Christmas. We are emotional people. Let God see how you feel. He already knows it anyway. I know it's easy to believe we need to put on our best face around the holidays, but you can be real with God. Mary shows us that sometimes it's troubling to realize God may want us to make room at Christmas. Let me ask you this. Is there a situation right now that's troubling you? Maybe you're like me and you're troubled by things that might be coming in the future. I call it 
advanced worrying. It's like getting a bad cash advance. It's never worth what it costs you. Can you just tell God this Christmas, Lord, I am troubled. Maybe you need to tell him right now. So we're just going to pause the sermon for a moment, and I'm going to pray with and for you. If you are troubled right now, let's pray to God. Lord, I'm troubled. Help me, especially if you are asking me to make room this Christmas. Help me to understand what you want me to do so that I can make room for you, Lord Jesus, this Christmas. Now, as we pray, you might want to add something else that is perhaps troubling you right now. Just go ahead and pray that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, maybe you need to tell someone else too. This is where I would encourage you to go to your small group or your Sunday school class, or maybe you just need to call me up and we can talk about our Christmas troubles together. But what was this troubling news? Well, here it is. Here's the call to make room. Again, I'm in Luke chapter 1, picking up with verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. What I hope you catch from verses 30 through 33 is favor can be frightening. Favor can be frightening. Then I would just ask you this. What, what scares you about Christmas? Maybe you're scared of, of elves, that elves freak you out when you see them around. Maybe, maybe you're scared of eggnog. I know people that are scared of eggnog. They, they don't like it. But maybe it's something deeper around Christmas. Maybe you're scared of rejection. Maybe you're scared of loneliness. The question for Mary is, Will she make room in her womb? This is pretty scary. No one in the history of the world has ever been asked to do such a thing, and none will ever be asked again to give birth to God. But we must also remember, he does call us today to be born again. In this way, we allow Jesus to be born in and through us. This is not the same physical process of birth Mary had to face, but it is a stretching and often painful spiritual process for us as well. We must make room in our heart for him. This is how we are born again. His very Holy Spirit is born in us when, we, when he calls us and we commit our lives to him. We are then born by the Spirit into a new life as God's new child. We also become highly favored. 
but favor can be frightening, right? What do I mean? When you make room for Jesus in your life, he begins to call the shots. Look hard at verse 33. He will reign and it will never end. This is the first proclamation of Jesus being our Lord. He impacts every part of you and makes you think, what would Jesus do? Not in case he shows up sometimes, but because he's living inside you. Now, this was scary for Mary. She was to have God's own son inside her. Then he would come out and live with her for who knows how long. And this was because she was so favored. Did you ever notice that following God and in general being faithful is not the easiest or most comfortable path? Did you ever notice that there are times that blessings can feel like burdens? Can you imagine God's call to make room in her womb? Is this a burden or a blessing? Maybe it's both. I wonder if you've gotten some news that has made you think, is this a blessing or a burden? If this is highly favored, maybe I don't want to be highly favored. I believe when this angel asked Mary to make room, it was overwhelming to her. And this, and this Christmas, it might be overwhelming for you too. Friend, you need to know that you are not alone. It's okay to be frightened. Like Mary, what scares you about Christmas? Again, can you tell God about it? Do you have someone else you can share your fears with? I hope so. Now Mary shows us another way to deal with the stress of making room. Check it out. We're going to finish up with verse 34 again in Luke chapter 1. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Now, textual timeout. Here comes a golden verse, verse 37. Someone listening right now needs to write this verse down. Verse 37 of Luke chapter 1. For nothing is impossible with God. Let me repeat that verse one more time in case you missed it. Verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. All right, let's finish up with verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Verses 34 through 38, I hope you catch that Mary made room for Jesus in a most powerful and personal way. And then I will just ask, is God asking you to do the same thing? Mary asks the question of impossibility. How will this be? This is when you really know God is asking you to make room because you often have little to no clue how this can ever work. You say, how will this be? 
maybe for you this Christmas, if God is asking you to make room, you might be saying, I'm not sure we have the money to do this. I'm not sure we have the love or the faith or the hope to do this. I'm not sure I can handle making room for Jesus this Christmas. You might just be sitting there even now saying, with Mary, how can this be? Friends, this is where God can open our eyes to his vision of the situation. You see, Mary thinks this is impossible, but God basically says, well, everybody thought Elizabeth and Zach could not have a baby, that it was impossible, but there she is. Is your situation any more impossible than Mary's or Elizabeth's? Now, there were times before Thanksgiving that I started to get the boo-hoos and struggled to be thankful. Then I read statements of Thanksgiving from the families of the hostages in Haiti. Now, I don't know if you've been keeping track of that, or maybe you're not even aware that there were hostages that were taken, missionaries who were on a short-term mission trip in Haiti with an organization called Christian Aid Ministries, based right down in Holmes County. There were uh, 15 people held hostage, and some have been released, but 12 still remain. And I was, I was blown away because on the Christian Aid Ministry website, the families of the hostages had statements of thankfulness. And so I'd like to read you a few of those. Here again, we're considering an impossible situation. Your family member is being held in Haiti by a violent gang. And yet this is the expressions some of the families have made. I've got four of them to read to you. Please listen. I am thankful for my family members who are being held hostage. Your love and faithfulness bless me. Press on, dear ones. Walk in truth. I love you. Next statement from families of hostages. We long to be with our child, but we thank and praise you, Lord, for your promises that you will never leave him or forsake him. The third of four statements. I am thankful for the good news that two of the hostages were released over the weekend, and we want to encourage continued prayers. God keeps his promise. And finally, I'm thankful that although I really can't do anything from here for our loved ones, I can pray, and God can take my petition and thousands more like mine and do big things. Hallelujah. Friends, I hope you continue to pray for the missionaries being held hostage in Haiti that God would do a miracle and bring them home safely. Is God asking you right now to look around? There are other situations that look impossible, but they are not. If you believe that God is working on them, and that he is here, I would ask you right now, what if Jesus wants you to make room inside of you for him right now? 
What if your impossible situation is that you've never really committed your life to Jesus and you think you never can? Maybe you're too old or too broken or too sinful. Whatever. Can I just quote an angel to you? Nothing is impossible with God. Or perhaps you did make room for Jesus a long time ago. But now he's been squeezed out of your life. Other things have come in and one day you realized Jesus got pushed out. There was just no room in your life for him, for reading the Bible, praying, being in a group, or coming to a worship service. And before you knew it, Jesus, that is, a man who will always let us leave him, got left out of your busy life. Well, guess what? Today, he's calling you back. For the first time, or hopefully for the last time, to make room for him. Not in your womb, but in your heart. Make room for him to dwell inside you forever. He is calling you to make room for him. Even today, let us pray. Oh God, I thank you for this opportunity to call people to make room for you. Lord, if there's someone right now who needs to have you come inside him, to live inside of her. Lord, whoever may be listening right now that needs you, Lord, I pray that they would hear your call. And I thank you that you have made it so simple to begin a relationship. As simple as A, B, C. First, we need to admit that we need you, that we are broken and sinful, and we need a Savior. Lord, then we need to believe that indeed you came at Christmas, but then you also died on Good Friday. You had lived a perfect life, but then you were sacrificed as an atonement for our sin, to pay the penalty for us. But then, Lord, we know and believe that you rose on Easter Sunday and that you continue to live for eternity and that you send your spirit to live inside us too. So, Lord, help us to believe that and then, Lord, help us to commit our lives to following you. You're calling someone right now to come and follow you. And so I pray that we will be able to commit today to all you're calling us to. Make us into the people you want us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, before I go, I wanted to let you know that if you have indeed committed your life to Christ today, I'd like to know about it. Uh, or maybe you need a Bible or someone to pray with. Or if you're looking for a church family, uh, please give me a call at our church office, 330-669-3601, or Google Smithville Mennonite Church. And you can reach me through our website, or best of all, you could just stop by for worship at 1030 every Sunday morning. I know if you're listening on the radio, it's about 730, so you got a whole three hours to get ready, then you can come visit us. It's Christmas time. And that is a beautiful time to come and join in worship. Again, that's every Sunday morning at 1030 over at Smithville Mennonite. We'd love to have you join us. And now I'd like to leave you 
with a song again by the band called We the Kingdom, titled Light of the World. Now, I love this song, and I hope you do too. Be blessed as you listen. Merry Christmas and Amen. Ooh. Mm-hmm.